At the end of the parsha, the Torah is describing different shratzim, different creeping, crawly creatures that are non-kosher. The Torah says, We'll see what that word means in a minute. Then it says anything that goes on four legs and anything that has many legs, etc. is all considered an abomination and so on. Rashi on the words explains, refers to the snake. And Rashi explains that the word gochoin is, means an expression of shchi, of bending down, because the snake goes bending down and falling down onto its belly. Now, it's understood why Rashi says this is referring to the snake, because the very only time that this expression is brought in regards to shrotzim is in regards to the nochosh. In Parshas Bereshis, when Hashem tells the snake, al gechoin chotelech, you will go on your gochoin. The question is, why does Rashi have to explain that the word gochin means an expression of falling down, bending over, etc., where in Pasha's Bereshis, Rashi didn't explain this word at all. Now, seemingly you might say that in Pasha's Bereshis, Rashi did not need to explain the word al-gochincha, because it's a word that's understood simply, either because Rashi had explained even earlier in Parshas Bereshis on the word Nahar Gichoin, that it's called Gichoin because it's a, it's a river that roars, making lots of noise. And Rashi associated to the word Kiigach, like an, like an ox goring another animal and making lots of noise. And similar over here, the snake, perhaps maybe it's causing noise as it slithers on the ground. Or, he could say that, like the Targum says, that the word gochoin over there means me'ayim, the belly. And this is a simple word for the Benchamish Lomikra. Rashi doesn't have to translate it. Again, back there in Parshas Bereshis. But if Rashi didn't have to translate it over there, why is Rashi translating over here and seemingly with a whole new explanation that it means going bent over and so on? The Rebbe now moves to the next Rashi. On the words koil hoilich, it says koil hoilich al gochen, so it says koil Rashi says, this comes to include also worms, and also which are similar to snakes, and also things that are similar to that which is similar. So the Rebbe says a number of things that are not understood. Number one, even though the word koil is clearly coming to add something more, but why is it adding two more things? That which is similar to the snake, which is the worm, and that which is similar to that which is similar. Now the Rebbe says, when we look at the source of Rashi, this appears both in the Torah's koinim and in the Gomorrah. But in the Gemara it says the worm and that which is similar to the worm, which could sound like, possibly, that it's really one general category that we're adding. There's the snake and worms and similar things to worms. In other words, worms are just part of that category. But Rashi is specifically saying, like the Torah's Koyinim says, that which is similar to that which is similar. It sounds like it's a whole new level of things that we're adding, so where are we getting this from? Also, if Rashi is explaining the word koil, what it's adding, why does Rashi also need to quote the word hoilich? Koil hoilich. Especially, says the Rebbe, if we look further down in Rashi on this very Pasuk, where it says, v'choil hoilich al-arba, and there too Rashi is going to explain koil as coming to add something. Rashi doesn't say koil hoilich, just the word koil. The Rebbe now moves to the next Rashi on the Pasuk. Hoilich al-arba, Rashi says, this refers to a scorpion. Why is it a scorpion, says the Rebbe? This is understood simply because this is the only sheretz that goes on only on four legs. Now Rashi says, quotes the word koil, as we just mentioned, and he says this comes to add something else, it comes to add a beetle. Rashi gives a word for it, another French word, and then again Rashi says, and that which is similar to that which is similar to the, to the scorpion. And here again we need to understand why are we adding two stages, and the same question like before, why is Rashi choosing the gears of the Torah's coin, which says, Adoyme, that which is similar to that which is similar, and not the expression of the Gemara, which just says that which is similar to the beetle. 
The Rebbe now moves to the next Rashi. Mar Beiraglayim, something that has lots of legs. Says Rashi is a noddle. This refers to a noddle. This is a type of sheretz that has feet from its head to its tail on either side. And this is called, again Rashi gives us a French word, but this is a centipede. Now the fact that Rashi says that it's referring to this centipede because it has all these legs, that's understood. Because if we're speaking about the Torah says Mar Beiraglayim, here we have a sheretz that its very name is so called because of its many legs that he has. That it has. So that's what the Torah means by Mar Beiraglayim. But here the question is, the Torah says, Kol Mar Beiraglayim. Why in this case doesn't Rashi say what else is being added besides the centipede? In fact, the source of Rashi, again in Gemara and Torah's Kainim, does say, and things that are similar to that centipede. To explain all of this, says the Rebbe, as mentioned before, it's obvious that when it says, al this refers to the snake. Because this, is the, this expression says only regarding the snake earlier in Chumash. So to Hoylech al-Arba, going on four, clearly refers to a scorpion, the only sheriff that goes on four. But if the Torah meant only the snake and the scorpion, then it could have just said snake and scorpion. So why does it say, Hoylech al-Gochoin and Hoylech al-Arba? Since the Torah says, Koil Hoylech al-Gochoin, so clearly what we mean is, that we're looking not only at the fact that it's a snake and every every kind of snake. means clearly we're looking at this aspect of it that it's and is clearly going to include something else. So therefore, Rashi says that it's going to be things that are similar to the snake, and the same thing is true with the akram that it's going to be things that are similar to the hoylech al arba. So why doesn't Rashi say that hoylech al simply means going on the belly, like Targum says? Because then, again, it could have just said directly, Hoylech Almei, of one who goes on its belly. From the fact that it says, Koil Hoylech Al Gochoin, Rashi tells us that there is something specific the Pasuk is starting, trying to focus on, and it's calling it Hoylech Al Gochoin. And, in, and there, in other words, there's something different about the snake to other things that are crawling on its bellies. And that's why Rashi doesn't say Gochin means a belly, because the Torah could have just said simply going on its belly. So Rashi says Gochin means that it goes bent over, falling down afterwards onto its belly. This says that Ebu also explained to us why Rashi in his Dibra Maschel quoted Koil Hoylech. And we asked before, why does Rashi have to say the word Hoylech? Because it's specifically when they're Hoylech, when they're finally crawling, now the worms are similar to the snake. Originally the snake is different when it's Al Gochin, bending down. Only the snake does that, bending down, and then finally falling on his belly and crawling around like other worms. So now, since these worms are not exactly like the snake, in the area of Hoylech al going bent over, so therefore, we can now say that what is being included when the Torah says, Koil Hoylech al if even the worms themselves are not that similar to the Nochesh, so we say anything that's similar to these ideas. As long as there's some sort of similarity, and that's what Rashi means, even that which is doima le doima, and again, the same logic will apply by the scorpion. The Rebbe says, now we can also understand why koil hoilech al and koil hoilech al arba does include other things, but we don't say this by the centipede by mar beraglayim. Why is that? If we said hoilech al clearly refers to a nochash to the snake, and hoilech al arba, clearly refers to a scorpion. So the coil that says by them is going to include other things that are in some way similar. But Mar Beraglayim, different to the Hoylech al and Hoylech al there are many Shuratzim that have many, many feet. And therefore the word coil Mar Beraglayim just means simply all the things that have many feet. It's both the centipede and other things. So why does then Rashi say it is the centipede? Because just like in the first parts of the Posik, 
meant one thing. means one specific thing, the snake and the scorpion, so it's logical that also refers to one specific thing, which is the centipede, but it's clear that it's not only the centipede. Kol obviously means all things with many legs, including centipedes and other things as well, but that's like, it's not like two separate categories. Okay, now the Rebbe turns to the Hiro in Avoidus Hashem, but by first prefacing the Rebbe says that Chazal tell us that the Nochash is the Yetzirah. How does the Yetzirah work? He doesn't immediately go down on its belly, which would mean getting right involved completely into earthly things, food, drinks, materialistic things, and so on. That's not where he's crawling right away. He starts off just his head, be, head being bent down, which would mean that the proper place where a person's head and focus and eye should be, it should be up to the heavens, up to the sky. But he starts with looking down on the ground. That causes eventually that he falls in to all of the other Gashmizdik and materialistic things. So how do we deal with this? The way to deal with it is, the way to counter it, this is, lift up your eyes into holy things, into Torah, specifically into Pnimiyis Torah. The Rebbe says, this is also hinted in this very word Gochain, the Vav of Gochain, the Gemara says, is the middle letter of the Torah. Which as the Maharsha explains, which, that it means that it's this Vav that's blocking, that's stopping the powers of Kalipa, the powers of Tuma. So it's this power within Torah that gives us that we could stop all the Kalipa, stop that Nachash. The Rebbe says, what do we do with the Nachash? It's not about destroying the Nachash. We want to elevate, refine the Nachash. We want to reveal in the Nachash its true source, its true root in Kedusha. The Alter Rebbe explains this in regarding to the copper snake that Moshe Rabbeinu made. It says when the Yidin looked upwards, they were cured. It means there's the Nochash, the snake, the way it's down here, but its source in Kedusha is holy. We're trying to make peace between the snake down here and the way it's up above. The Tzemach Tzedek explains that this Vav of Gochoin, the middle letter of the Torah, actually represents a sphere of Tiferes, which combines the Chesed and Gevura, the right and the left. The two halves of the Torah representing Chesed and Gevura, and the middle letter, that Vav represents Tiferes, and the big Vav, which goes above the line, it's going up all the way to Keser, it's the power to make that peace between the upper realms and the lower realms, between Chesed and, and Gevura. The reason why Klippa has any Chayas Chesedus explains is when there's a lot of Gevura, a lot of Tzimtzumim holding back the oil, then Klippa could also get some sort of Chayas. So we need to infuse it with some Chesed, that's what the Vav, the Tiferes does. The Rebbe explains this is not like Chas v'sholem, the Svarah, the Rebbe brings from a Gemara, where certain Apikoyer said that there is some sort of dichotomy and a separation between the upper realms and the lower realms. No, the whole idea is that we're making peace between the upper and the lower. Between the Nachash down here, we're revealing in it that really it's coming from a high source, from a place of Kedusha. And that's what the Vav of the Gochain is doing, combining these two levels. And of course, this will all be revealed. This peace between these Dargois will be revealed when Mashiach comes immediately.